Last week, Twitter finally blocked the account of Donald Trump. And over the weekend, dozens of other platforms followed suit. He's not left with many places to communicate online, but there are a few. And here to talk about it is Recode's Rebecca Heilwow. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. So we're recording this Monday afternoon, but just tell me, how many platforms as of right now have banned the president of the United States? So I don't think we have an official count, but a lot of them have, and some that you maybe haven't expected. So obviously there was Facebook and Twitter, which have both suspended the president, but we also saw Reddit take down a Donald Trump page. Twitch also um, removed him. We've also seen actions taken from sites like Shopify. So it's been a wide range of platforms. Mm -hmm. I don't think that this necessarily means that every single one is having as big of an impact as a site like Twitter or Facebook, but they signal that there is this kind of consensus among these tech platforms that essentially the president should be deplatformed. And are all of them saying he's banned for the same reason, so to speak? Yeah, they're all essentially citing their incitement to violence policies or saying that keeping Donald Trump online is too much of a safety problem. Mm -hmm. And they're largely doing whatever they can to limit his reach, right? Obviously, uh, we've seen things like Shopify or Stripe that are taking actions. That they're, what they're going to do is going to be different than what a Facebook or Twitter is going to have uh, in, in their quiver. I want to talk with you about Parler, right? Sure. Parler is having its own issues. Like, talk me through, I know we've talked on this podcast before about Parler, but things have changed over there. And it's now, in a lot of ways, having its moment, um, I guess you could say, but has to fight with some of these same tech companies that Trump himself is fighting with. Right. So the reason why all of these actions taken in regard to the president connect with Parler is because Parler, for a long time, has been the platform for Trump supporters and in response to enforcement decisions in the past against the president from companies like Twitter and Facebook, people have moved to Parler. There's been some speculation that the president would just make a formal transition to Parler. Many of his associates and family members are already active on Parler as a platform. But Parler for the past few weeks and few months has been hosting a lot of conspiracy theories about the election. And that's on top of, you know, a lot of racist content, a lot of uh, incitement to violence. And there's a lot of concern that it basically helped amp up a lot of what happened on Wednesday at the U.S. Capitol. So it's not a huge platform. I wouldn't say it doesn't have a billion users. It has about 10 to 15, depending on what report you're looking at. 10 to 15 million. Yeah. This, this was seen as a site that might be a place where a lot of um, Trump supporters and various online communities that are very pro-Trump would go in the wake of Twitter and Facebook's decisions. And now it's effectively been taken offline due to several decisions by other large tech companies. Right. So Apple and Google, the platforms that you know decide what types of apps you can download to your phone, they have both promised to boot Parler. Amazon has also said that they're going to remove Parler from AWS, its cloud hosting service. So in a lot of ways, these tech companies are treating Parler the same way they're treating Donald Trump, right? Yeah, it's, though there's a difference here in that a lot of them are citing their terms and services agreements. And it's not just Google, Amazon, and Apple. It's also Twilio. It's also, which provided some service, even Okta, which was providing a free trial to someone at Parler, has announced it's no longer going to work. And I think 
what makes this different from what happened to the president is that it's not deplatforming a person. It's essentially deplatforming a social network, which is, you know, something we really have to think about and wrestle yeah. with, even though Parler has been hosting a lot of this pretty odious content. For a while. So, I mean, nothing's new there. I mean, I guess what is what changed just to became more prominent as the other tech platforms banned conservative voices like the president from from Twitter? Or or why is, are these companies doing this now? I mean, I think the stakes of what happened at the Capitol on Wednesday really explain what's happening here. Like I have said earlier, probably doesn't hurt that there's going to be a Democratic Senate coming in, and they're certainly not going to raise a huge fuss about this. But I don't think any of these sites want to have their fingers, fingers pointed at them should another violent event occur and you know, it seems like the roots of those are already being planted um, in terms of the inauguration and the days ahead of the on- inauguration. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't want to be uh, the ones responsible and they want to cut ties. Is there a path back for Parler to the platforms? I mean, um, you mentioned with with Trump, obviously, it had to do with some of his comments with Parler. It's technically at least due to terms of service violations, right? Is there a path of for Parler to return if it tweaks its terms of service? Sure. So... I think that one path for them is that they just try to build alternatives to all of the things that they were relying on um, Amazon for. But I think another path is that they focus a lot more on moderation and they do basically what's been asked of them. It doesn't seem like this is necessarily the end for Parler, but they face a choice really between continuing with its lax approach to moderation or trying to get in shape so that they can return to the agreements that they had with Amazon, Apple, and Google. It's worth noting, of course, that Parler is now suing Amazon Web Services for um, Mm. violating their contract. And, you know, Parler's really upset. This would have otherwise been an event where they would have gotten a huge swell of users from pe- people being mad about Twitter's taking Twitter taking down the president's account. So they they say there's a significant loss for them. Sure. I mean, what are Trump supporters saying about this in general? I mean, what is um the, what is the president saying about this? I mean, they they are using the word censorship, right? I mean, is this censorship? Well, I think this is you know it's mixing into a lot of the discourse in regard to the president and of course there's that distinction between this individual account belonging to the president and an entire platform but i think there's concern among researchers that people are just going to go to another platform you know there's telegram there's gab there are other alternatives and i think you know there's no reason why someone who was looking for an alternative to twitter or facebook because they were that mad wouldn't just go to another platform. So it's not clear that, you know, the the problem of people jumping to more radical or more polarized platforms has really been solved. Yeah. I mean, what are Trump's options going forward? I mean, he obviously wants to be a major voice in the Republican Party, Twitter account or no Twitter account. But the reason why Parler has not taken off and, you know, Twitter and Facebook have is because they're big, right? I mean, uh, if Trump posts something on Parler, he's only speaking to his you know, 10 to 15 million most core supporters. Uh, I'm wondering what he can do about this. If you can see a world in which he weasels his way back onto the major platforms, um, or if you think he'll kind of continue going in this narrow lane. So I think, you know, there are a lot of paths that he could try. He's even hinted that he might actually try to build his own platform. 
whatever that means. We are not sure yet. You know, Facebook, at least, there's still the path for him to be able to post on his account again. They've indefinitely suspended his account, but it has not been permanently booted like on Twitter. So that certainly remains a path for him. And of course, he has all of his surrogates that remain on these platforms, whether it's his children, his associates in the administration who still support him. So they still are there to echo his words. So he does have options, but he's probably going to have to get a little bit creative. And Twitter in particular was a huge way for him to access his audience. Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us. You can read more of her work at recode.net. 